Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department that backs it all up every step of the way from the routine to the difficult. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Oh, has it, and he lost it into the seats over the top to Butler. Up and in! Jimmy Butler ties the game with a half second to go. What a play call. Crazy game last night, huh? Unbelievable. It was interesting. Uh, you know, you're talking about a team that's a couple of years removed from a championship. And you talk about the Bucks and the Heat. And they were up 16 in the fourth quarter at home and didn't win. They did ask Giannis after the game, and it's a reporter from The Athletic, and evidently he asked the same question a year ago. Do you consider this season to be a failure? I actually have the audio if you want to hear it. All right. Well, first of all, I want to know what you think. Me, I, I had no problem with the question. I had no problem with the answer. I think everybody, I think Giannis got his point across, and the reporter got what probably more than he was looking for. It worked okay. out. Yeah, so. I have no beef either way. Okay, because I mean, I mean, you're big on pointing out failure. <laughs> in fact, you, in yes. fact, you kind of, in fact, you kind of thrive on it. <laughs> totally fair question, but a terrific answer. All right, so let's let's listen to it. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh my God, we, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get the promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? With, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. Well, they haven't heard this show. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. No, I don't think Giannis has ever heard the opening segment with you. <laughs> uh, probably not, no. No, probably <laughs> not. Uh, but, 
I will say that um, this is what makes sports difficult and what makes it rewarding. Winning's hard. I mean, winning is hard. And having one team win the championship, extremely hard. So I always try to bring that perspective to the table, how difficult it is to win. It's just not easy. That's why there's only one champion every year. And at least Giannis has a ring in his life about it. Uh, At least he has that. And at least we have the king. King. There he is. So what I think is it's amazing that a man who's only known the English language that long speaks so well. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I like what he said. You know, these reporters getting, you know, trying to get something out of these guys. I mean, the guy just lost. Of course he's upset. But, you know, it's the Bruins are learning it and the Celtics are learning it. And, you know, just because everyone says you're supposed to win doesn't mean you're going to. Uh, the other mm-hmm. team's trying to win, too. So Yeah. Bingo! Like he's a good dude. Yeah. No, I'm... Third dog I mean, I no, it's... Matt, they gave him a computer, and he, I think he feels obligated to use it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's Doug saying bingo over the shot. What do you guys think shot. of Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? I mean, look, this is the last rodeo. You know, whether it's yep. one year or two years, it's the last rodeo. Uh, he's going to see if he can do it in a different location. See if, you know, seeing if... Uh, if this is the fountain of youth, and we're all going to find out, and the uh, you're guaranteed a maximum of five national TV broadcasts, which means we will see the Jets at least five times on national TV. <laughs> the Jets are loaded. The Jets got a good team. The only thing they didn't have was a quarterback. Now they have a quarterback. Their defense is as good as anyone in football. So it's. Uh, well, I don't know. It's going to blow up in the Jets' you, face. You think so? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everything the Jets touch turns to crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, like Zach Wilson was supposed to be, you know, Joe Montana, and that no. didn't work. No. Uh, no. I don't know. Uh, no, I go, heard go, I was go on the – Go ahead. I, I go ahead, this, Matt. Tell, tell him about huh? the Zach Wilson draft show. Go ahead. <laughs> I wonder where he's going to go because he's not going to sit on the He's not going to want to sit on the bench, but he stinks. So, but I, tell him about the, I keep, about the Zach I, I Wilson draft show. I sit there all night and look at Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff all night long. And, um, some guy tweeted out last night that he's got inside information that the Patriots are going to trade down to or trade up to the Houston Oilers or Houston Texans Texans. and uh, trade Mac Jones for their pick, which would mean they would be going for one of the top two quarterbacks. Do you think that's possible? Anything's possible in this draft. This draft to me is wide open. 
I think it's wide open with a wide range of possibilities. That's why I think there are so many different versions of mock Hello? <laughs> I think I think we lost Steve again. We've had having connection issues all show, unfortunately. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I, I think anything. This is one of the most unpredictable drafts you're ever going to see. Yeah. Well, yeah, Steve's uh, right. It, interesting. I mean, there's good players, you know. What Penn State players are going to go on the top? Well, ten, one? Tonight you'll just see Joey Porter Jr. probably go somewhere mid-first round. Yeah, that'll he's be tonight. Popular. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he he'll definitely be a big upgrade for whoever gets him. And then you'll see you'll probably see three to five more guys go tomorrow on uh, day two tomorrow. And then there'll be there'll be a handful of guys, including Sean Clifford, that will either get drafted like real late day three or will be a free agent. And then you'll be kind of itching to see what they're going to do. I wonder where Clifford will go. I don't. He got a number of pre-draft visits for the top 30 pre-draft visits that each team is allowed to have. And the Giants yeah. had him. The Jets had him. The Eagles had him. Um, so those are. there's been some interesting names thrown in there. I mean, as Steve was saying yesterday, and I 100% agree, is he's worthy to look at as a guy maybe to be like a third quarterback or a practice squad quarterback yeah. because you never know practice about injuries. Squad. And then he's a guy that – can run. Yeah, it, well, know? not only that too, but it's a guy he, – He's his football IQ is very high. I, this is a guy right. that I think could be a good coach someday on either level. So you have that kind of guy that can learn, mature, maybe a little bit more. Then you, And then all of a sudden if you need a guy you're, and you, you give him there, give him a shot, or just throw him in there the preseason, you never know. I mean, did he I, get an invite to the combine? He did not, but I'm he any but he did participate in Penn State's pro day and he did okay, not yeah. great. Um, yeah. but I, I think it's 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 an intriguing name to keep an eye on. I think as like a option for somebody at at quarterback, it really is. Yeah, I mean he can as far as a practice squad quarterback because he can run. He can simulate a lot of offenses, you know, and that's what you want. That that's an invaluable asset to your team so, to have that. And you know, hey, you never know, <laughs> Tom Brady. So, yeah. but yeah. he doesn't have that kind of talent. But he's no, but, a very, yeah, very good yeah. athlete. The bottom so, line is, you get yourself on a roster and you keep your career alive. Okay. Yep. And I'm doing an event next month and it's 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 not a political event okay so everybody knows it's a, a Penn State club event and the Toastmaster is going to be Matt McGloin Matt McGloin kept his career alive okay yep. you can do that you can do that so it's you know it's it, look you know and that that's well, look the, at entire... the kid uh, the quarterback for UConn um, now he's a top analyst for I think he is Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. Who? Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. I mean, he kept his career alive for like 12 years with the Lions. I mean, it, he, he, he was a backup quarterback. I don't think he played before games in 12 years, but he, but boy, the guy knows football. So, yeah, he's good. So, I don't know. So, I'm watching the draft now. It begins in three hours, forty-two minutes, and thirty-five seconds. 
actually 32 seconds now. So you're watching, the, count, Young, you're watching two, the countdown? Will Anderson, number three. Will Levi. Will Levis. Levis? Will Levis. He's from Madison, Connecticut. Really? Yes. Well, how did he get away from us here? Uh, <laughs> he went to Penn State first, then he went to Kentucky. He, he I played got, in I, the head of Strong? No way. So, no, well, I think Strong's going to be a great NFL quarterback. He'll be really good. So, I think you make yeah. a mistake by bypassing him. I really do. Yep. Uh, uh, I, uh, I can hey, see the Patriots. I can see anybody trading down to get those guys. You know, because they're the type of quarterback that's winning now. Well, yeah. Well, who would Matt, you take, the Alabama kid or him, if you had a Alabama, choice? Al- uh, Alabama. If you're going to get, they uh, they both throw well on the run. Yep. Which, let's face it, if you're going to be drafted higher, in all likelihood, uh, in all likelihood, your offensive line is not going to be great because you are drafting high, and there are reasons. And yeah. there's something about he is young is more uh, innovative as he looks to throw downfield against various pressures compared to Stroud. You worry about his size? No, I really don't. Uh, if. Uh, he has better mobility than Russell Wilson, and he's he's right around Wilson's size. I have no concerns with that at all. Uh, Matt's only concerned about like whether they, the guy has character or not. Okay. <laughs> no Jalen Carter for me. Is he funny? <laughs> if he's funny, that's great. Just stay out of trouble off the field, and we're good. Right. So essentially what Matt has done is he is a little – Oh, yeah. I, I what he was saying is I've officially eliminated Jalen Carter like some NFL teams because I don't want him in an Eagle uniform. But we got to take a break. Does he have a dog? <laughs> That's an interesting. He might. I don't know. Maybe he's got a bulldog himself. Like uh, what's the bulldog's name down there in Georgia that they that they had? I think he died actually, and they got a new one. Not if I remember correctly, but whatever. Uh, we got to take a break anyway. We'll be back after this with the King. We've got. Our mock headlines of the week coming up on the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Headlines, lots of headlines. <laughs> I'll, I'll get... go first. <laughs> I'll go first. All right, go ahead. 
I'll go second. I guess I'll go third. That's funny. Go try and get him back on. We'll have to try. Because I think we just lost him again. Well, I'll go next. I'm going to keep my Aaron Rodgers thing going. And okay. I'm going to say there was a there's going to be a power there's a power outage in Manhattan for second Rogers Darkness retreat. <laughs> Maybe the what New York media was guy? too much I, for him on Friday. I think he's going to do well there. I don't know for a year, but if he doesn't, he'll retire. So I, either way, I just I don't see the Jets. I see that I can see the Jets getting to the playoffs, but I don't see them getting to the Super Bowl. I don't even know if I even see him get into the AFC so, title game, to be so, honest with you. So, so did you get my headline? I don't know did I dro- drop off too soon. I think it might it have dropped good. off. It was really good. <laughs> okay, my headline was Eagles draft Jalen Carter. Matt refuses to watch Eagles when they're on defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year. Oh. Hey, I hope you're right. I think they're they're loaded. Might as well Lamar Jackson sign with the Ravens. So he's talking. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's staying put. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't. I think that was all. I, I don't know if it's good or bad that his mother's his agent, but oh, that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, pretty I, bad. <laughs> Okay. Not just a quick memo to Mrs. Catrillo. <laughs> okay, great. You can give suggestions, but I should probably hire a professional. Family. I think that's cool. So. Well, thank you did good, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go next. We have the usual. Maybe sometimes there's guys that, that jump in there that even Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah have no idea about. So, draft fans will say who at least one time this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will go with actually a serious one. This is not a joke. Congratulations, Drew Maggi. Yes, 1, sir. 1,155 minor league games. As oh the, yeah, I read about as, him. Yeah. As the as the person who announced his first minor league at bat with the state college wow. spikes, with the state college spikes in 2010, this this is a story of tremendous perseverance and a guy who realized his dream. It may be the only at bat he gets, but guess what? He will forever be a major leaguer that got in a game. And I can't give Drew enough credit for hanging in there and making the dream come true. It was priceless to see. Yeah. Go ahead. It was absolutely priceless. I mean, the ovation he got, the yeah. way he was just stunned and literally could not come up with words when he's talking to AT&T Sportsnet afterwards, that's awesome. It's one of the best moments of the season. The Pirates will at least have that regardless. But they, they, it's just adding to the fun start that the Pirates have had so far. And they won again today. The Pirates are good. Yeah. Pirates they are won good again baseball today. team. No, they won but. again today. They beat the Dodgers 6-2. Yeah. 
I, baseball needs that. Baseball needs a change in the guard and flip it right over. You know, let Tampa be thirty and two. You know, whatever. Get a change in the guard and get. You know, let Pittsburgh win the East. You know, hey, hey I'll tell you right now, eight, eighteen and eight, best record in the National League. They've won nine of their last ten games, and right now the Pirates have not only the best record in the National League, they have the second best record in baseball. And <laughs> it, 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 it's terrific. And not only that, they are 9-4 and four at home. They're 9-4 and four away. All right? So they're consistent. And, yeah. I mean, it's been great. They've played as many home games as road games. Not every team can say that. Pirates, Tampa, World Series. Hey. It would be fun. The ratings, the ratings would not. To be honest with you, the ratings would not be great, but it would be fun. Ah, the ratings wouldn't be great anyway. Even if it was Boston and the Dodgers, baseball's ratings are so bad now. Well, it's just. I mean, the the game is better. There's no question about it. They'll get better, I think. Yeah. But but it's one thing we've seen over time, and you saw this with the Final Four. Brand names bring the casual fan, which changes the rating, and that's that's the difference. Yep. I mean, the passionate fan's always there. Uh, they want the big names. I noticed yeah. that so bad in the Big Ten uh, championship. How Nance and uh, whoever was with him was rooting for uh, Indiana. I, I just—it was so apparent. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online. SunburyMotors.com. Ah, uh, my good friend Jerry Dulac joins us. My friend, welcome. It's always great to hear you. Well, Steve, as you know, I always enjoy chatting with you, and uh, whether it's uh, Steelers or golf or is probably today the NFL draft, but always a treat to be with you, my friend. I am going to slip in by way of PGA question late. How about that? We'll do that. That's fine. I always enjoy it. I'm always ready for it. Oh, I know. I I love it because uh, this time it's – Oh, killed south of Rochester, so right, not, not a bad track. And, uh, so we'll start with this. The Steelers are sitting in that mid area, in the teens, and I've done enough shows now in the past month where I've talked a lot about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, what is your thought process on that spot there, considering what the roster makeup is at this hour? Well, I will say this to you, Steve. Um, I like Joey Porter, and the Steelers like him too, but I don't know that they like him at 17. So, um, but I think he's a first-round pick. I've seen some mocks where he's gone before um, the other two guys, but I think the other two guys, Witherspoon and Gonzalez, separate themselves. And then you have another tier of corners with Don, uh, Deontay Banks, uh, Joey Porter, uh, you know, Cam Smith and Keeley Ringo. They're down a little lower. But those are guys who, you know, could probably be starters in the NFL. Um, but they they might not be the number 17 pick. And so I think that's kind of where 
they are looking at you know at, at Joey Porter. But I don't think there's any question uh, he will be a nice cornerback in the NFL. Uh, what do you think then about what matches up as a 17th pick for the Steelers if they stay in that spot? Well, I think um, I, if they stay put, chances are it's going to be an offensive tackle. Okay. And and probably, you know, Darnell Wright has a chance to be there. Um, you know, Paris Johnson won't. Broderick Jones could. You know, there's a couple medical issues on him, but nothing that won't preclude taking him um, at 17. I'm, and, and and if other people say have a medical issue with him, um, you know, then maybe maybe he'll drop a little. But I think ideally, if you look at the one position that cries for a starter, Steve, in that defense to make that defense complete when you've got a Pro Bowl player at defensive end and you have a Pro Bowl outside linebacker and you have a Pro Bowl safety the one area where they are deficient is cornerback where you can use a new big time if you will number one draft pick corner and so if they believe that which they know that that will you know that that may be the missing piece on their defense um, then they're going to have to make a trade. And they're in position to do that with three picks in the top 49, including that 32nd pick, which you know they're going to get a lot of phone calls about. Ooh, yeah, so, they are going to, yeah. So I could see them, if they are going to make a trade, and I kind of wrote about this today, I think the thing they would probably like to do is make a trade and go up and get Christian Gonzalez from Oregon because they're going to have to. He won't be there at 17. Neither will Devin, Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, no, but you're that right. Being said, right. That being said, right. if they end up taking a the tackle then at 17, I think they feel there are enough good corners, low first round, early second round, the guys I mentioned, they can still get a starting caliber corner at number 32. So that's probably what's going to happen, but I would not be at all surprised if they go and make that move up, if they feel this is what we need to do, get one of the top flight corners, what they consider the two top flight corners, to complete that defense. Yeah, and you're right about 32 because that's the Chase Claypool one, the one right. that Chicago will rule the day that they made that deal. Uh, it's like you got to be kidding. Hey, Jerry, it's Matt here. I think we lost uh, Steve again. We've had, unfortunately been having some connection issues there, but we'll keep it going. Um, yeah. So you mentioned Christian Gonzalez likely would be one candidate if the Steelers were to trade up. And Omar Khan has made it clear this offseason he's not afraid to make some moves. He's kind of been changing the philosophy a little bit. So any sense of how much of a chance that might happen where he actually might make a trade up tonight? Yeah, I think I, I don't want to sit here and say there's a good chance because who knows? First of all, you have to find a suitor. You know, and, and then it becomes, okay, how far do you have to go up? And so I think, um, but there's no question uh, that with their, you know, it's a, look, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a different mentality because Kevin Colbert made trades too. You know, unfortunately, they made a bad one for Devin Bush. They traded up to get Paul Amalo because they believed 
those were missing pieces. And if they believe one of these corners, you know, or one of these corners, Sauce Gardner, I don't know. You know, are they Patrick Sertain? Maybe. I know Christian Gonzalez is very athletic, and they brought him in for one of their uh, 30 uh, pre-draft visits. So, you know, there's, there's no question I'm sure that possibility is very much on their radar, whether they can pull it off, see how far they have to go up, see what they might have to give up. But they, they are in somewhat of an advantageous position to do that. All that being said, when you have three picks in the top 49, you're doing okay right there, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, no question. And by the way, Martin, the kid from Tennessee that you brought up, he shut out Will Anderson. And that, to me, that's part of that practical application. You sit there, you got to be pretty good to do that. By the way, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have reached a five-year contract extension. I saw that, I saw that yeah. yeah. What's your reaction to that? Not surprising. I mean, I think, you know, the Ravens, to me, had no other choice. I mean, if they go and draft Anthony Richardson, then, you know, they're, they're another year or two away. Lamar Jackson is a, you know, he's a red-letter player. To me, Steve, you've probably heard me say this in the past, he is the most unstoppable player in the National Football League. Okay, I know people want to question his throwing ability, but, you know, there's no question about the strength of his arm, and they really don't, they really haven't given him wide receiver targets since he's been there. It's been very no, strange. right. Yeah. You know, because they want to build it around the run. Well, Mark Lamar Jackson is your star. He's your franchise guy, and you better give him the passing weapons to add to his repertoire. And and but he's a he's a dynamic player, probably the most dynamic player in the National Football League. I'm not surprised they reached agreement with him. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because when they go out of the division, or not just out of the division, when they go out of the conference. The Ravens, for the most part, usually do pretty well. I think the Giants were the first team to beat Jackson from the NFC in years. But the division guys get to them because they know how to play how the Ravens play. Right, right. They see him twice a year, and the Steelers do a nice job against uh, Lamar Jackson. And, and they, um, they may, Yep. But, you know, I see that a lot, though, too, with the Ravens in general, the Steelers in general. These other teams, these other divisions – they don't play as physical. They don't play that type no. of football. And so when they come across the Ravens, when they come across the Steelers, they're like, you know, that's a whole nother level of uh, intensity. And um, they, it, it's hard for them to match it unless that's the type of team they are. And, and most of them, most of them aren't. Yeah. Uh, so basically what I'm, I'm judging for you, you think this draft is – deep enough at corner where the Steelers can move up to get the one they want, and if they don't, they still have enough to find one that will help them. Is that yes, fair? I, I, right. Um, it just depends which one they think they really need, Or, but yeah. there's no question. I think they feel there's three or four guys late first round, you know, that 30-second pick, early second round, who can come in and be a starter. And and they need a young starter at corner more so than any other position. Now that's not to say they couldn't use an offensive tackle, and it's not to say they 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 don't need to find the next Cam Hayward. But I think right now, that's what they need to do. The Steelers obviously drafted their quarterback uh, in Kenny Pickett. 
So you probably haven't looked at the quarterbacks as often, but what's your general impression of this group? Because you know darn well four, maybe five of them may go in the first round. Yeah, um, and, and you know, Steve, I'm curious, because you would have a good perspective on this as well. This idea that Will Levis is the number two pick, the number two quarterback in the draft, just blows my mind because I think if that happens, some GM is waiting to get fired if he makes that move. And the fact that he's among the top four and the top ten is surprising to me. So, um, you know, but I I think, you know, Anthony Richardson's another year or two away, but, man, that guy is just a – he's a freakish athlete. And, you know, to me, Bryce Young is just, you know, he's just cool and calm and poised and productive. Um, C.J. Stroud I like, but – We've seen other Ohio State quarterbacks, and that's probably not fair to evaluate them that way. But we've seen other, including the one the Steelers had, you know, uh, sadly, the late uh, Dwayne Haskins, 50 touchdowns in one year. He gets to the NFL, and he's just a complete bust. So, um, you know, but I, 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 you know how teams value quarterbacks. But I think what it does, too, Steve, it points up how bad that quarterback draft was last year. I mean, my yeah, goodness, no Kenny doubt. Pickett went at 20. He could have gone at 31. And there wasn't another quarterback drafted yeah. until the third round, Malik Willis. <laughs> when do you see yeah. that from, from quarterback-starved teams, quarterback-desperate teams in the National Football League? So, um, yeah, they over-evaluate them. But they didn't over-evaluate them last year because the only guy who went in the first round, yeah. and most teams weren't sure that he was a 20-pick, that was Kenny Pickett. So yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. But it looks like four for sure are going to go. I guess uh, Herndon Hooker. I guess he has some major um, uh, medical concerns, and I don't think you're. I think you're going to see him uh, drop in the draft. Yeah. Well, Jerry, I think we lost uh, Steve there, but I'll ask uh, one more draft question as to uh, – we, we asked Dave Zangara, NBC Sports Philly, a little bit earlier about how he views the dynamics between and the argument between uh, C.J. Stroud and with uh, Bryce Young in, in terms of how that might go up and up and earlier in the draft tonight. How do you view that? Yeah, I think I think that's another situation where a general manager is risking his job if he passes – on Bryce Young. Um, uh, I, again, I like C.J. Stroud, but when you're evaluating guys who are winners, who can, compl- who can play at any level in any system uh, and, and do the things that Bryce Young does, like I said, I, I, think, I think some general manager is asking for it if he picks C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. Uh, there we go. I'll, okay. I, I told you I promised one last one on the PGA going to Oak Hill. So, love the track. It's it's, it's right near my son's house. And I'm, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Second one through, and what do you think about John Rahm? Well, I, I, as, as it's more what I think, and believe me, it's nothing to not like about John Rahm. To me, the guy who is just so impressive is Scotty Scheffler. I mean, the guy doesn't yes. miss a shot. He's on every board, and I expect him to go out and be and, and win the PGA. I'll tell you who else, though, too. And you know I'm a big Jordan Spieth guy. He is playing 
really, really, really well. Yeah. And it would be great to see him win the PGA and, and complete the Grand Slam. Um, and I could see that happening the way he is playing. You know, Oak Hill is the type of golf course where it's going to require somebody to navigate, and he does that as well as anybody. But I just think, and, and as, as impressive as John Rahm was at Augusta, double bogeying the first hole and then coming back with seven birdies and an eagle in that round, um, you know, uh, and, then, and then coming back from Brooks Kepka. And and overtaking him, it was just, um, you know, it was it was very impressive. It was very impressive. There's no question about it. And I expect him to be up there again. But I'd say watch Scotty Shire. Well, Jerry, we certainly appreciate the time, especially on on a day like today. Enjoy the rest of the the links here tonight. Enjoy the draft, and we'll talk soon. You got it, brother. Good to talk to you, Matt, and give Steve my best, of course. I will. Thanks so much, Jerry. And that is Jerry Dulac from the Steelers Radio Network, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. As we get set for round one tonight, Steelers with the 17th overall pick. We'll wrap it up in a moment. You're on the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. What a warm and classic greeting. game. Jeff Nelson, home plate umpire, stepping out, giving him a moment. I mean, I really can't. I, uh, I, I could, I can't explain how I was feeling in the box. You guys, I didn't even know what to do. You guys were cheering me on. I, it was, I don't know. I, I never expected that. Called it the best strike out of his life. Sir, I mean, th- I mean, look, he's, I know, you know, I'm one of them, but one of the strikes, by the way, is, was um, a clock violation. <laughs> Believe it oh, or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was the second strike. I'm so happy for him. I mean, he was a 15th round pick out of Arizona State when he came here to State College. And it's just, there's so many of these guys that come here, you just flat out like you know, and he's just one of the guys you just flat out liked right away. I mean, and but you don't sit there and think to yourself, it's going to take 13 years. Now, he did have, just so you know, he did get a call up from the Minnesota Twins years ago, and Derek Shelton was the manager. And I'm so my apologies, Derek Shelton was on the staff with the Twins at the time, but he never got in. He never got in. Well, now he's been able to get in, and and just I'm, I can't begin to tell you how happy I am for him. It, you know, the, since Jerry was on, I brought up golf, and I, I always use this golf analogy to talk about athletes don't stink. I know, and this analogy drives you nuts because you think the vast majority stink. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, look, when you when you go to see a concert, all you care about is the lead singer. You don't care about the band. Okay, I got it. No, <laughs> I, mean, I know how you are. No, 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 I, I know how you operate. <laughs> I, my brother and I went to. He said to me, "You want to go to the Greater Hartford Open?" I said, "Sure, let's go over." You know, we go over, and 
were on the 10th hole, which is a slight dog leg to the right. And Tom, Tommy Armour III, who actually won a couple times on the tour in his career, hits one on the 10th, and we're walking down the 10th, and the ball bounces and it goes into a bush. But it's not under the bush. It is, quote, up in the bush by about a foot. So we're standing near it, I don't know, 10 to 20 feet from it. He walks out, looks, walks back, walks back out, looks. Then he looks at his caddy and says, give me a four iron. And he's a right-handed player. And the bush is on the right side. So he takes it. And again, the ball is, it's not on the ground. It's elevated a foot. It's off the ground in the bush. Hits it out of the bush, slices it around the corner, rolls up on the green, 20 feet from the cup, walked up, sunk a birdie, went to 11. Okay. Now, Tommy Armour III is not a signature player on the PGA Tour. Right? He's not Tiger Woods, but he doesn't stink. Just to be there, you have to be really good. There's only 156 that have their tour card. He was one of them. You have to be really good. There are 8 billion people in the world. And in Major League Baseball, yeah. I mean, there are 30 teams in, in Major League Baseball. 30 teams. And that means there's a grand total of 780 Major League Baseball players out of 8 billion people in the world. And Drew Maggi became one of those 780 on last night. I mean, does it really matter? I mean, I hope he gets a hit, whatever. But he's 1,155 games in the minors. And to me, that was just, you know, the ability to keep your career alive. Nate Stupar, who lives here in State College, eight years in the NFL, kept his career alive. Tim Frazier, for years, kept his career alive. I mentioned Matt McGloin for five years, he kept his career alive. These guys don't stink. To just be there, you have to be really good. To just be there, you have to be among the best in the world. You may not be the elite in the sport. That's reserved for the Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts of the world, right? They're the elite that have separated themselves. But being one of the 780... It's a pretty exclusive club, and you have to have some level of talent just to walk in that clubhouse and put on a uniform. And that's on any sport, basketball, football, hockey, golf, tennis, anything. 